0: Hi, and welcome to the Cheer Boss Podcast. My name is Emma Slater, and I am your host. We are here to talk everything cheer. Whether you're a coach or a gym owner, this podcast is for you. So let's get ready to elevate your skills and knowledge so you can dominate both on and off the mat. Ready? Okay. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Cheer Boss Podcast. I hope you've been having a great day today. Today we are talking everything social media. So social media has become a huge part of what we do in our gyms. We use it to not only promote what we do in our gyms, but it's also a great communication tool to communicate with both our students and their parents. So there's plenty of social media platforms out there and it can get kind of overwhelming if you do try to take on too many platforms. So my suggestion would be to, first of all, try and use platforms that you're familiar with and platforms that you know uh, where your customers are hanging out. So, for example, in Australia, Twitter is not really that popular and I don't really think any of my customers or my students have a Twitter account that they would use regularly. So Twitter is not something that I spend any time using. However, Facebook and Instagram are obviously pretty popular and, you know, something like 90% of all parents are on Facebook and a lot of our students are hanging out on Instagram. So for me, that's where I spend most of my time uh, putting up content. But obviously in recent times, TikTok has become extremely popular with the students so that is something that you could consider taking up. Snapchat has obviously been out for a while and was really popular with the students as well. Pinterest is something that can be really popular with the parents and places like YouTube as well are also really great to utilize especially because YouTube helps you rate higher um, in a Google search so utilizing YouTube can also become really handy. Ultimately though don't overwhelm yourself, don't try to do everything because it will just be too hard to keep up with. So choose one, two maybe three platforms that you know that you can keep up with that will have the most reach and just really try and do those ones the best you can. The other important thing to really remember is why you're using those platforms. So Facebook, where all the parents are hanging out, you really want to make sure that you're directing your messages and your posts to really target the parents and make sure that it's what the parents want to see and what the parents want to hear and what you want them to hear and learn about you also. Whereas the other sites such as Instagram or perhaps TikTok, that's where the students are. So that's where you really want to target your messages and your posts the students. So you don't really want to have the same types of posts on both sites. You can but you also want to mix it up. So try to really make sure you differentiate the people that will be viewing your posts on the different platforms and make sure that it suits those particular people so they can have the most impact. So once you've decided what platforms you're going to use, it's time to start deciding what exactly you're going to post. So obviously there's a huge range of things that you can do. For example, if you're on Instagram, it's a very visual platform. So you're going to want to make sure that you have photos and videos that are going to be really visually effective and pleasing and people are going to want to look at them. On Facebook, you can use a little bit more text because obviously in the news feed the captions are a little bit more visible but again it is a really visual platform so you want to make sure that what you're posting is going to capture the attention of the people that you want to see it. So you do want to have current images and videos to post but it's not to say that you can't also use things uh, that are photos and videos from in the past as well. But you're going to want to make sure that you're continually continually getting new content so that way you can keep your feeds nice and fresh. So you're going to want to make sure that the content represents your brand and the types of customers that you want to bring into your gym. So first of all, just making sure that the pictures are family friendly, something you really need to make sure you keep an eye on in our industry is the way the kids are positioned and the angles because you want to make sure you always consider the modesty of the kids and you also want to make sure that you're putting pictures and videos up that are going to attract the newbies it's really tempting to post a whole bunch of photos and videos of your elite kids doing the most advanced skills and that's great and it is important to post that every now and again but when you're looking at marketing your program to bring new students in those kind of posts can be really overwhelming. So making sure that you've got lots of happy faces, a real sense of community or just really whatever message that you're trying to get across. Make sure that's coming across in the images and the videos that you are post. What you can do is ask your staff to be capturing content during their classes this can be a little tricky because obviously you don't want your staff to be on their phones all the time so whether you just set them a goal of contributing just one photo or one video per week to your social media content that can be a good way to go about it or what you can also do is even just employ even one of your younger staff members to be a social media contributor And they could work a couple of hours a week, maybe two hours a week and come in on a different day each week and capture some photos and video footage that can be used in your social media posts. And of course, before you post any photos or images or videos of your students, you do need to make sure that you have parental permission to be posting these on your sites. So the easiest way to do this is to make sure that you include something In your registration form where parents can tick a box or sign or agree to have their child's image uh, be used in your social media and your websites any kind of publications that's probably probably the easiest way so you just need to make sure that you've got something there that the parents can sign so that you're all good to post you do need to be aware though that not all parents are happy to have their children on social media Um, and some families are unable to have their children's images up on social media for various reasons. So you do need to be cautious of that and respectful of that also. So when it comes to actually editing those photos or those videos uh, to be put up on social media, for your fees, it is good if it can be curated and really quite edited nicely. That will give a nicer, more professional look to your feeds. Whereas your stories on Instagram and Facebook, they can be a bit more candid, a bit more raw, um, and don't really need any pre-editing as much. So there's a few programs that I like to use which are just free, and these give some really good results. So the first program is one called Canva. And this program is amazing. It's a free program and it's a really simple, easy graphic design program. And if you haven't used it before, I highly recommend downloading it the second you finish listening to this podcast. So it's called Canva. It's spelled C-A-N-V-A and they have both an app and a desktop version. I do recommend using the desktop version more. Um, It's got a lot more features and it's a lot easier to use. However, if you do just have a photo that you just quickly want to get up, but it needs a little bit of editing, you want to add your color branding or something like that around the image, the, the app does come in handy for that. So Canva is great. I use it personally for so many things in my business from creating the social media posts to creating newsletters. It's but I use it for um, my email marketing to create images and videos to add to that. It's the opportunities are, are really endless with Canva as far as graphic design and anything digital like that, that you want to create. So if you haven't used it before, jump on and get it straight away. There is a paid version and they have been bringing out some more great features which are available on the paid version but it's really not necessary. You can use the free version and get some great results but obviously if you want to step it up even further the paid version is great also. Canva does have the ability now to create video posts as well. So you can create like a really cool frame and then you can insert your video um, and then save that as a video file to be updated, to uploaded, sorry, to your feeds. And as for video editing, I personally just like to use good old iMovie on either my iPhone or my Mac. So if you don't have a Mac or an iPhone, um, there obviously are other video editing programs out there. But for those of you who do have an iPhone or a Mac computer, iMovie, again, is really great for editing videos together. Um, They come out nice and high quality. And you can actually even merge both iMovie and Canva together if you want. So you could edit a video together in iMovie and then if you wanna add some cool borders or something like that, you could then import that into Canva and get that there. But again, you don't have to, you can just use iMovie on its own and you can get some really great videos out of that. Again, the desktop version has a lot more features than what the app does on your phone. Uh, so, you know, if you're wanting to overlay logos or transitional features and things like that, um, the, the desktop version of iMovie is a lot better in that way. I think it's important to remember you want to try and have some consistency with the look of your posts on whatever social media platform you're using. So just simple things like making sure that you're including your logo on your posts making sure that any um, colors that you're using to add around the images or the videos are consistent with your branding colors. So you sort of don't want to just haphazardly just choose any colors that sort of take your fancy on the day. You want to make sure that you really stick to the colors of your brand. So that way it's easy to tell that those posts are coming from you and that they stand out as you in amongst everything else that people will be seeing in their social media feeds. So when it comes to posting your content on social media, you can post it manually at the times that suit you, but if you want to take it to the next level, you can start using a social media scheduler that you can plan out your posts for the week or the month or the year in advance. So, I've spoken about this on a previous podcast, but using a scheduler such as SmarterQ, Hootsuite, Calendly, Plannerly, there's Monday.com, there's so many out there that can just really help you use your time more wisely. So, you can create a whole bunch of posts. For example, you might want to go into Canva and create a whole bunch of Motivational Monday posts. You could create 52 Motivational Mondays and then save them, import them into your social media scheduler and set it for one to post every Monday for the next 52 weeks. And then you have a Monday post to go up on your social media for the next year. So you don't even have to think about it for a year. But what's even better with some of these platforms, you can actually set them as an evergreen post. So what that means is that the post will be reposted again. So if you've set up your motivational Mondays as 52 weeks worth of posts, what will happen is when it gets to the end of those 52 weeks, they'll start back at the start and repost them again next year. And let's face it, I don't think anybody's going to remember what you posted on the 1st of June in 2020 um, when it comes to the 1st of June 2021. So that's a really great way to sort of utilize your time the best way possible. Create it once and then set and forget. Um, And I mean, obviously you can change it in the future if you want to, but otherwise it's there and it's done. It's ready to go year after year. You can also set your post to post at certain times of the day. So if you know there's a certain time that your customers or your students are most engaged with your social media platforms, you can set those posts to post at that particular time. So for example, I was just looking at my own Facebook insights and I noticed that for one of my businesses, 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night was the most popular time for my customers to be on Facebook looking at my posts. So 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night, however, might not be the most convenient time for me to be sitting there waiting to put a post up on Facebook. So instead, I can have it scheduled to post at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night every week. And that way, I know that my post is going to be seen by the most amount of people. So you might be thinking, well, what am I going to post on social media every day? And you know what? It's really not that hard. You come up with some ideas and then you can just rinse and repeat. So for example, you can come up with some daily things. So in one of my businesses for my gym, I do a motivational Monday where we just post up a colorful image where it has a motivational quote. We do Team Tuesday and on Team Tuesday, we highlight one of our staff members and we either give some information on the staff member or the staff member gives some advice. And it's just a nice way to share with the community who our staff are. We do a Wellness Wednesday. This originally started as a workout Wednesday, but we wanted to go for a more holistic approach with our students. And so now we do Wellness Wednesday where we, again, just do a little infographic with a piece of information on wellness. So that could be about exercise. It could be about eating vegetables. It could be about getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, meditation, you name it. Just anything in the wellness space. We give a bit of advice on what our students or our families could be doing. We then do Throwback Thursday, which I'm sure you're all familiar with. We just go back in the archives and find a photo from the past and throw that photo up for Throwback Thursday. Then we do Flexi Friday. So we highlight one of our athletes who's nice and flexible and we put that post up as a bit of inspiration. We do Shoutout Saturday. So on Saturdays, we actually shout out a local business in our community. And this is a great way of building a good relationship with other businesses in your community also. And obviously that business is going to appreciate you promoting them. So we um, shout out businesses that are linked to our business and our customers. So we ask any of our parents, we put it in our private Facebook group, hey, do you have a business that you'd like us to promote? And then we give them a shout out on Saturday. So we do one shout out a week. And then we do Superstar Sunday. So that is basically like our athlete of the week. And again, we just give one of our athletes a shout out on a Sunday and that makes them feel really special. So they're the posts that we have that are pre-planned that are already scheduled out in advance and they go up. So we know we're going to have at least one post go up on our social media each day. From there, we add in extra things. So if we've got any special events coming up, we make sure that we try to include some promotional posts in there. We try not to flood our feed with promotional posts, but obviously when there is something coming up, we try to mix it into both our feed and also our story to get the message out there that we've got those events or offers coming up. We also just try to include candid footage with our viewers. So, you know, behind the scenes in the gym, getting videos on the day, new choreography or a new skill that somebody's learned and depending on how good of a quality the photo or the video might be, we might post it either to our feed or it might just go onto our story if it's not quite as good quality. I think it's important to also remember that you want to be careful with what you're posting on your social media. Sometimes I'll see in public posts reminders that fees are overdue or that people weren't uh, wearing the appropriate clothes to class or their attendance wasn't good and sort of it can kind of have a bit of a negative um, it can kind of come across a little bit negative so my advice would be for example on Facebook if you have a private Facebook group for your current members or you might have Um, like a band app or team app that you use to communicate with your families. Those sorts of posts are better to go there where it's more private. And then you want to think about your Facebook page or your Instagram page to be something that is just always really positive um, and really just only ever shines a positive light on your business and on your students. You want to remember that you're hopeful that on your Instagram and your Facebook page or TikTok or whatever it is that you're using, that there are people out there who are thinking about joining your gym. And so you don't want them sort of seeing anything that might come across a little bit negative. You want them to only have positive experiences with your business. So just make sure that anything that you are posting up there is only going to reflect you in a positive way. So just some final tips on what to include in your social media and how to go about it the best way is the first one is to employ someone to take videos or photos and upload them if you can. So again, you could have a junior student or just one of your employees assigned to get some photos and videos that can be used in your posts. But you can take it the next step and have a social media manager. And that person will take on a bigger role within your program who will be responsible for doing all the editing, all the posting, all the planning, making sure that everything is being covered in your social media. You might want to consider having some daily themes to help you with some consistency of your posting. You might want to try and make sure that you include both competition photos but behind the scenes and candid images and videos, trying to give everybody a bit of an insight into your gym so that way people feel like they know you and they like you and they can trust you. And just remember consistency is key. You sort of don't want to post once and then post again a week later and then post again three weeks later and then all of a sudden do 10 posts within an hour. That will look really inconsistent and it also won't help your visibility on those social media platforms. So trying to be as consistent as possible will get your images and your videos and your brand in front of as many eyes as possible. And lastly, just always keep your ideal customer in mind when doing your social media posts. So you obviously want to retain your current students and your current customers and you want them to feel special and you want them to feel appreciated. So make sure a lot of your posts are centered around that. We also want to make sure you're attracting new people into your gym because we obviously always are needing new people to come in to keep our programs running. So making sure that a lot of your posts are targeting those people that you really want to come and join you and join your classes and join your teams. So creating content that will appeal to them, that won't be intimidating to them, and that will excite them. So I hope that information was helpful. If you've got any questions, please get in touch. You can find me on Instagram, DM me, and I would be happy to help you. All right. Have a great day. Chat soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Cheer Boss podcast. To make sure that you do not miss an episode, make sure you subscribe. And if you could take a second to rate and review, that will help this podcast get to more gym owners just like you. And don't forget for more Cheer Boss goodness, make sure you follow me on Instagram at cheer.boss.emma on Facebook, Cheer Boss Emma, and my website, cheerboss.net. Chat soon.